Now we speak after? You're good. That was Don Jr. entering the New York courthouse in the first day of his testimony in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case, which is now in its fifth week of trial. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Don Jr. testified for about an hour on Wednesday. Let me give you some of the highlights or lowlights. There were some bombshells, but the New York Attorney General is really just getting into the meat of the case, which will by and large uh, take place through cross-examination on Thursday. Here are some of the bigger points of what went down. Um, the New York Attorney General's counsel showed a document to Don Jr. showing that Donald Trump made himself or restored himself as the trustee of the main revocable trust that kind of oversees all of the Trump-related entities on January 15th of 2021. So by January 15, 2021, although this wasn't testimony that was taken, it was obvious to Donald Trump that he lost the results of the 2020 election. So that actually may be some helpful information for special counsel Jack Smith. Some other important kind of critical points that came out during testimony is that Don Jr. confirmed that Alan Weisselberg was removed as his co-trustee of the Donald J. Trump revocable trust because of Weisselberg's indictment, although Don Jr. claimed not to know who removed Weisselberg. That was a mystery to Don Jr. He said maybe Eric, maybe somebody else, but he was not aware. Uh, then Don Jr. was showed a or shown a statement of financial condition from 2017 while he was a co-trustee, while he was in essence one of the heads of the revocable trust and the Trump organization. He was a fiduciary, meaning the buck stopped with him. So feigning ignorance is not exactly a great defense here, but that is precisely what Don Jr. did when he was showed a statement of financial condition from the year ending in 2017 when Don Jr. was one of the trustees. He basically said that he doesn't really know and that he depended on Donald Bender and those who worked at the Mazers firms. He said those, we paid people millions of dollars to handle that stuff. And maybe Weisselberg knew or maybe uh, Mazers knew, but that he was not the person who looked through the statement of financial conditions. Court observers who were there, including Lisa Rubin, who did some great live tweeting about what went down, basically said that Don Jr. looked completely flustered and looked completely uh, all over the place when he was asked um, those questions. Um, 
Don Jr. was asked some other questions as well, which he seemed not to really have any good knowledge about. Um, he was asked to explain uh, how some of the intricacies of the business work. He, he didn't know really anything about that. He said that from 2011 through 2017 that he was, quote, had an all-encompassing development role involving international deals, financing, leasing, and licensing. After 2017, there was no one above him when he began to function as the trustee. And as I said, in other words, the buck stopped with him. Oh, hey, when did you get here? Let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Henson Shaving. Look, everyone knows how annoying cheap razors are. The cuts, the irritation, the frustration. And don't get me started with subscription razor services. The headaches that those can cause. That's why you gotta meet Henson Shaving. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the ISS. That's the International Space Station and Mars Rover. And now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. Razor blades, they're like diving boards. The longer the board, the more wobble, the more wobble, the more nicks, cuts, and scrapes. A bad shave, it, it isn't a blade problem. It's an extension problem. By using aerospace grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just 0.0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of human hair. That means a secure and stable blade with a vibration-free shave. It gets better. The razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Seriously, Henson Shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, no proprietary blades, and no obsolescence. The Henson razor, it works with standard dual edge blades to give you that old school shave with the benefit of new school tech. Once you own the Henson razor, it's only about $3 to $5 per year to replace the blades. My first shave with the Henson razor was incredibly refreshing. The design is sleek and the durability is top notch. The Henson razor is truly much better than your run of the mill quote unquote traditional razor brand. And the affordability factor is absolutely game changing. No more wasting your money on expensive blades. With Henson shaving, you get a year of blades for just $5. Okay, so here's what you have to do. It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Visit hensonshaving.com slash Midas to pick the razor for you and use code Midas and you'll get two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N-S-H-A-V-I-N-G dot com slash Midas and use code Midas. And now back to the video. I'm Don Jr. was also asked some questions about generally accepted accounting principles. And th this was part that we've already kind of showed you here on the Midas Touch Network from the publicly released portions of Don Jr.'s deposition. I'll play it again because his testimony in court was uh, was just like this. And he said he doesn't know the he doesn't know what generally accepting accounting principles were. And he testified that he pays people millions of dollars to tell him what uh, generally accepted accounting principles are. Here, play that clip. Earned your BS in economics from Wharton. Um, uh, do you have any familiarity with an acronym GAAP, G-A-A-P? Generally accepted accounting principles, yes. Okay. How did you become familiar with that acronym? 
probably an accounting 101 at Wharton. Okay. Um, what do they teach you about generally accepted accounting principles in Wharton? Uh, well, I'm not an accountant, but that they are generally accepted. <laughs> Anything else? That's, that's pretty much what I remember from Accounting 101. So. <laughs> Have you told me everything you know about GAP? <laughs> uh, basically. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure I could come up with some creative uh, <laughs> stuff to kill time, but I'd be doing neither of us a favor in terms of educating ourselves. Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, so, have, fair to say you've never been an employed, you've never been employed in a position that required you to apply GAP to your work? Um, no, not that I'm aware of. Lisa Rubin also, uh, who was in the court, she explains that Trump Jr. was also presented with a document that he says he does not recognize. It is actually turns out to be a power of attorney for his father um, as the principal that was executed in March 2017. Under the agreement, Don Jr. was designated as his dad's agent without limit as to certifications, compliance certificates, and the like concerning real estate transactions and banking transactions. Trump Jr. is asked to confirm his own and his brother's signatures, which he did. So he showed basically the kind of critical document that empowered him to run the Trump organization and he tried to act like he didn't know what that document was. And then when he was shown the 2017 statement of financial conditions, even though he was the one who engaged Mazers, even though the buck stops with him, he was trying to act like he didn't know, he couldn't recognize the document and that he had no role in the statement of financial conditions. So that's going to be Don Jr.'s position. And I just want you to think about that because every time the kind of MAGA legal analysts try to MAGA-splain, well, this is how an organization's supposed to function. You just, you don't know business. You don't know business the way we know business. Well, usually the leader of the business knows their statement of financial conditions, reviewed their statement of financial conditions, can recognize the main power of attorney document that they signed that made them in charge of the business. I mean, this is some basic stuff that Don Jr. is claiming that he doesn't know about. So those were the highlights or lowlights, if you will, of the Don Jr. testimony. And before Don Jr. testified, the New York Attorney General called their expert to the stand and where Donald Trump claims that his fraud did not hurt anybody at all because the banks didn't lose any money. You know, that's how what Donald Trump's been saying. The New York Attorney General's expert testified that based on Donald Trump's lies to the banks, in interest alone, Donald Trump avoid paying $168 million in interest alone. And a spreadsheet was introduced uh, and the expert went through um, the spreadsheet. So that's just going to be one component of damages, $168 million. And then it will rise from there. And that took place before Don Jr. testified. So it's basically what went down with Don Jr. First day, He's going to testify again, um, and we will keep you posted when uh, on Thursday when he gives kind of more fulsome testimony. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 2 million subscribers thanks to your support. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.